0: Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode one hundred and sixty-four. I'm Todd. This is AJ, and we're back.
1: One hundred and sixty-four episodes in, we're gonna buy some din din din. I don't know, man.
0: Got nothing else to say. That was it. No, we're gonna man. get some din din din. So I'm hungry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, me too. So welcome to Real Talk. What is it? Hey. You know, opportunity to talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between, and what's going on in this world from a Christian viewpoint. Hmm. Uh, somewhere in the description of this video, you will see a link, video or podcast. My apologies. wwwtheremnantlife slash dash talk. That's R-E-A-L dash talk. Click it. Ooh. Go down to submit a question. Follow the prompts. Tippity tap your question, comment, copy or paste your link in there. Whatever it is, hit submit and it goes into our database instantaneously and anonymously. Couldn't find it if we tried. Boom. There it is. That is so, the spiel, baby. If you ever had questions you wanted to ask your pastor or ask someone in your church or just ask a Christian that you just felt uncomfortable or you didn't have a resource to do so, here's your chance to do that. We don't promise to always have every answer, but if we don't, we'll tell you that.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm going to...
0: Other than that, that's the gist of it. We kind of catch up on our lives, too. We're just three young guys living the dream, loving Jesus, fighting for truth, justice and supreme. the American way. Nice.
1: <laughs> I don't know, I had nothing. I was what gonna say Supreme I, I, I was gonna say Supreme something, but I had nothing
0: after Supreme. That's so okay. I'm glad you said something. Um <laughs> I will let everyone know, long term viewers slash listeners, that I unfortunately, after a week or two of sleeping, have no. went right back to the land of no sleep. So <laughs> We'll see how it goes, man. If I'm not, if I'm delusional, if I'm not making any sense, <laughs> if you see these bags under my eyes, if you're watching the video, you <laughs> yeah, you see them bags under that man. Don't be to all. Anyway, <laughs> man, I always think of like new viewers or listeners. Oh, it's so ridiculous lost immediately uh, because I don't know. <laughs> I hope they at least Chuck. You got so sincere and like. Slightly angry that I even suggested that we lose him. you go. I don't know about that, Todd. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we're not going to lose a single. view Let's not be silly here, Todd. <laughs> <The> <laughs> After going, bum, 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 din, 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 you look at me is. like I'm, 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 <laughs> the the, I'm the silly one for considering the possibility. <laughs> the hope is that they is that they chuckle and they keep listening. Yeah. That, that's How dare hope. I? How dare I be so ridiculous as to suggest that someone would find that silly. Oh, my gosh. Din, din, din. <laughs> that song we did. Oh, man. Anyway, oh, no. that's it. Uh, 164 episodes, man. And that's just this show. We used to do a live show. Yeah. In which case we've probably done well over. I don't know. I would say 300 shows for sure, but maybe be, 400.
1: It's got to be somewhere in that, that area, yeah. dude. It's been
0: Technically, we're in season two, though we've never went to season three.
1: Yeah, man. I don't know when this cuts off.
0: Me either. Maybe <gasps> Maybe 200. Yeah, I think, we, I think we go to season three at 200. Makes so, sense. Thank you, Fun Turn, for the quick reminder of that. Uh, we also have some articles that we go over, kind of catch you up on today's news from a Christian perspective. Brought to you by... Us. You didn't sleep either, did you? No. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> so, AJ, before we get started, you know uh-huh. what we like to do? We like to talk about what's been going downtown in your life. <laughs> so, hey, man, what's the sitch in the life of AJ Noel? The sitch. The sitch for it's me. It's not his real last name, so don't even try to find him. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think, you, I think if you actually would have it the right way, they hey, would have hey, less no. likely known my name. Because you could... Cause the, the, they don't the, know
0: until you just said that. Because all I said was it wasn't your last name. Now you just told them. Oh, I see. Yeah. Rad I yourself see. up, man. That's on you. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you lose your identity. On That's on you, on you anyway. <laughs> Anything um, to catch up on? If there isn't, we move on. It's fun.
1: <sighs> I'd say the biggest thing is just, you know... Yeah? Trying... <laughs> Trying to just, I don't know, man. Just live like it's real, you know. I know we we say we say it a lot, but it's the truth, man. Like you know, every week, every day brings new challenges, and you know, I a lot of the time I either don't face them or I don't, you know, or I don't. I guess I don't. Uh, that's the same thing as not facing them. But I, you know, I don't. I don't want to like look at that stuff. So you know, a lot of the time I can feel like I'm in like a weird autopilot, and you know, I think I've, I think I've made steps small steps in trying to become better at not, you know, just succumbing to this autopilot that bec- that can easily take me over. But I don't know, man, that's the big thing. And, like, I've, you know, today we had a pretty good conversation before we recorded where, we, you know, we were talking about life and, you know, you asked me, like, hey, like, how can I help? And I think that in that moment I realized, like, hey, like if I, I'm i having trouble with with, like, the day-to-day in life. So if I can get the day-to-day down, I think the rest will come. Because mm. my mind tends to just skip past the day-to-day, and that's probably why I get overwhelmed so often because I'm thinking of this like crazy big picture, like, you know, what am I going to do with these things? And I'm like, ah, and it overwhelms me. So, yeah, man, I would say it's probably the newest update, just trying to get get the day-to-day down, you know, because that, that, that definitely comes in seasons. I think there's been times in my life where I've had the day-to-day down at least to an extent, and you know, I think mm-hmm. I've kinda lost touch with that a little bit. So just trying to, you know, um recalibrate. I think that's I think that's the, the word you've used before. When it comes to life, it's just a lot of sure. recalibrating. So like just trying to recalibrate, you know, get back to the day to day. Um and then the rest will come. So I'd say that's probably the newest man that that'd be the newest news for me, is the let's get the day to day down. I like that.
0: Yeah. Day to day down. Fun turn, anything to say?
2: No, not really. I'm just kind of in the same place of just slowly breaking down and creating an actual schedule for my life, slowly but surely. I bought a planner the other day. I'm starting to feel old or like I'm going back to high school. I can't actually decide which. Or responsible. One of the three. Yeah, that too. (laughs) That too.
0: (laughs) Only the old people use planners. It, <laughs> oh, responsible
2: people are old. Yeah. It's
0: true. But yeah, I've I mean, uh, broken, true,
2: but. broken down and got one of those. So now it's just forcing myself to look at it after I wake up. I get it. Which is it takes it is a new possible, habit. But yeah, it takes a little it. bit of time to open it up and go. Okay, this is what you have to do in like mm. the coming days, and what you told yourself to do today. Mm. So let's make sure we do that. So it's it's getting used to that and then keeping it updated and things like that. I, I've been trying to keep more up with that. Um, yeah, bought a Bible, too, mm. so that's, that's fun.
1: You did. was a nice Bible. It's really cool, man. I actually haven't seen your Bible yet. Oh, I think nice. I've seen you carrying it, but I actually haven't like, looked at it. It's nice. But it looks yeah. really cool. It's nice. I already said that. I know uh, Tyler will probably be mad at me because I, I bought a planner. And haven't used it.
0: Tyler's mad at you for a lot of things.
1: I know, man. He was like, because he was with me when I bought it. He's like, you're going to spend money on this. You got to use it. I was
0: like, yeah, man. The old Mad Max.
1: Oh, yeah, Mad Max. That's uh, right. I
0: forgot that's his name now. He is really mad, man.
1: (coughs) But I understand. Mad Max is mad. (laughs) But I understand. (laughs) So. But you, Toddy.
0: How's life for you, man? You know what? I, I can't get over this horrible haircut, man. Uh, every day I look in the mirror, and it's almost like I was set up in multiple ways. Everything about it, everything—the very shape of my hair—is changed. And I, <laughs> I, I can't. There's nothing I can do except wait it out. If you are a hair <clears throat> stylist, barber, <clears throat> and you're listening to this show, and you want an opportunity for some free advertising, and you believe you can fix my hair for me. There you go. You've got it right here, right now. You have exactly one week from when this shows go out to get a hold of me. Because I would love to give you some publicity. There you go. For fixing my hair. <clears throat> and not cutting my neck to pieces. Anyway. We need you. Something more. But, yeah, it really bothers me, man. My hair's all I had going for me. And <laughs> it's not um, true. Allergies are pretty bad right now, too. Me, too. I was about to say yeah. that earlier. <clears throat> so I apologize for the clearing my throat a lot, guys. Other than that... Um, and a family member that had some that had a health scare always kind of makes you feel weird, mm, yeah. So, definitely, you know, don't want to put his business out there, but pray for for that person, absolutely, um, man, and for wisdom for doctors, and man, it just all heals up. Other than that, I'm gonna drop a, a truth bomb here, okay. and I'm not even gonna discuss it. I'm excited, I think a lot of people out there. Sabotage relationships and professional opportunities and even volunteer opportunities that they do because of their pride and insecurity. You know, I found myself trying to help some people out because they ask, and you just it's almost hard to help people, man, because everyone reacts so much out of their insecurity, which in turn comes out as pride and sort Mm -hmm. of an arrogance, even though deep down the root of it is insecurity. That, um, man, it's made me very aware of like making sure the moments that. You know, I don't want to do that because it's just so prevalent in our, with people. You know, mm. So just that thought of how many times we, we damage relationships or rob ourselves of opportunities to get help or grow because we're too stubbornly prideful, which probably comes from the root of insecurity. Like if I admit need, then I'm not good enough somehow. So I think a lot of, you know, I've noticed that in, a lot, in some, not a lot, in some of my relationships lately and in general, professional, you know, personal, et cetera, and I just want to make sure, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, sometimes it almost seems more prevalent in the Christian culture. I know that's not true, I know it's not, because a lot of jerks out there, like, no, oh yeah, the, but you know, 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 I hate that I say that. <laughs> anyway. So that is that. Something to ponder out there. Do you damage relationships, prevent yourself from getting help because of your pride? Do you get offended easily? It's good, man. When someone even asks? Do you get defensive really easily? All of those are symptoms of pride. Which in turn, what's the root of that? Something to think about. It's good, man. I like that. There you go. Oh, what else? This is there anything else? I want to say something else, but I shouldn't, because the person, door persons, could eventually see this and, and know I'm speaking to them, but a frustrating situation. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had someone subtly imply something of you that you specifically told them isn't the case, or you wouldn't tell them if it was because they're not close to you, mm-hmm. and they consistently drop little passive-aggressive comments and subtle little things to try to get to trick you into admitting something that (laughs) isn't even it's manipulative yeah i suppose it could be so i've dealt with that a little bit as of late as well Mm. someone who continues to to... i don't know why they're obsessed with this
1: (laughs) i feel like i you do know okay okay i was gonna say i feel like i know i can't
0: tell you i can't it's so specific Mm -hmm. that yeah you know man Take take a thought of a person Oh, sorry. That was my elbow, but,
1: dude, you—I'm
0: not the only one, right? If you—if you didn't hear that, what he was talking about is as I'm speaking to him about my heart, he—it makes sense because I saw the look of pain and struggle as you popped your elbow. You did that lock thing. Remember like, cool. we just talked about with your hip, man? Remember what happened? Oh yeah. You need to quit popping all this stuff. God, this guy dude, paralyzed himself. I'm struggling. <laughs>
1: Dude, anyway. that was really bad. Yeah, anyway, I'm sorry. For How's that rough. feeling, by the way? Oh, it's it's
0: fine. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, sorry. You for know, you know who it is now. You know what I, I I'm do. I about? do. Yeah, I know. So I'm still bothered by that very much, and I have to fight off my desire to be like her. Growl <laughs> 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 <And I> <laughs> a little bit, <sighs> especially I when maybe. it has to do with someone that I love very, very dearly.
1: Yeah, dude. Because you know it's... me with
0: this person, I will. Mm-hmm. I will get you.
1: Oh yeah, and like. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't even know why people like do
0: care? it. Like, like why, why they why? even care? Like, even if it were true, mm-hmm. it's just, I hate to be mysterious, guys. It's actually not because I'm afraid. I don't want to put this person on blast. That yeah, really that, it's it's more of a protection but, thing. Um, it's also real talk, and I randomly can't help but just blurt the things that I'm doing. Sure, so. I'm not even struggling with it. It's more of the. And you know me. The more passive so aggressive someone is with me, you know, the more dumb I play. That's yes. just who I am. Yes, because <clears throat> I just want them to say it. Mm-hmm. I've literally been like, I've admitted this is someone's like, why would you do that when you know what the person wants? I'm like, because why won't they just directly ask me? It's true, man. Or directly, you know. I just don't. I, it just seems weasel. It's not playing the game, you know. Yeah. So, so there's that. I did. Man, it's hard. I, don't
1: know. I think what what can be taken from it is just ask. Ask your questions or just say yeah, how yeah. you're feeling, and me. then
0: accept the answer.
1: Yes, like don't I don't know,
0: and, but, and don't expect me to be friends with you. I had a, if you
1: know, I had a thought about this, like I like a, just in general, yeah, like h- how people are lately, yeah, like everywhere, yeah,
0: anywhere you look,
1: sure. Is that uh, I'm gonna call us out, especially our church. <laughs> He's coming. Is that who I, I, th- I think I think we now. get busy playing investigator. And and we don't want to take people's stuff of value and it really creates a lot of bitterness among a lot of us. Mm. Like I think that happens a lot.
0: Yeah, because you, you kinda get paranoid that you're playing that you're like playing the game all the time. Sure. Yeah. And like actually people- the one I was talking about wasn't. Mm. I can't be.
1: I, I yeah. 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 But, yes. Yes. But, but like, I don't know. Like, but you're just, saying you see you know, that in the church.
0: Anybody too. who does go here, like, goes to the church to sponsor this show. Yeah. Like,
1: listen, and you know, at the end of the day, like, I think that's why we've, we've went through, because we talked about this, you know, the past month or so is like, you know, how, we, you know, our church has been in a kind of an odd season. Yeah. It really has. And like, it really you know, has. I think that might be part of it is like, you know, we're not trusting each other's hearts. And, and instead, we're playing this weird game where we're trying to guess. Like when somebody says something, we want to question whether or not that that they're, this is coming from the heart or it's genuine. It's like, mm-hmm. why don't you just take it for what it is, and then actually try to love them? Because in in the in the action of loving them, you're gonna eventually find out if it's real or not. Like instead of just trying to trying to figure it out all in that one instance, because then it just makes. Uh, and if if I'm honest, I feel like it creates a culture where no one wants to talk. And that's why, if anything, why we've been in such a weird season as a church, because you know you stop talking because you, before you know it, everyone's going to kind of jump on you and play in this weird, inve- you know, private investigator game. they are like, I think there's more to it, and it's like, you know what? Maybe there is, but like, man, why don't you just love them for where they're at right there? And then the more you love them, the more you grow with them. That is either gonna it's either gonna be proven true that they were being genuine or it's not. Like I don't know, man. So. That's just a thought that came to my mind because you reminded me. Because I had this thought, I don't remember why I had this thought the other day, but you just reminded me from that situation. Like it's it's when you said like accept what people tell you. Like
2: because
1: I don't think we've we've been doing that, <laughs> you know.
2: I for me, I almost think it goes a step further. We've just allowed the freaking raving cats to. <laughs> Also, by the way, because I know everybody's going to take that as like a gender thing. No, it's just raving mad cats because I don't like cats.
0: I took but it as, as just society. loud animals, a loud Ooh. meowing cats. But, anyway, but cats, I get why you yeah, would think I, that. Yeah, I,
2: I'm just going to preface. Because of just what you like just cats.
0: said. People would immediately read into that. And would mm-hmm. not They're, they're not going to believe you now.
2: It's, dude, it's exhausting. It's <laughs> exhausting. It, it, it is. It is We've exhausting. We've allowed the raving cats to <laughs> rule this place.
0: Well, that's and, the name of the have sh- to say that. Oh, Anyway, go on. And,
2: and they're... Like, they're not even good cats, they're just like dumpster cats. They're like, oh. <laughs> okay, no, like, I call some people sound. dumpster cats. <laughs> no, nah,
1: they're good. Well, they're <laughs> <dumpster cats. laughs> that, 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 that was a good one. It's that yeah. sound, yeah. yeah, in the, in the <laughs> alleyways.
0: Yeah, we've allowed them to... yeah, that was a sorry, go that that sound. We've yeah. allowed them to just somebody just blew out their eardrums in their head going
2: crazy and just talk and, and treat people terribly, or they're the ones yeah. speaking while everybody isn't. I, I shared a quote from Jordan Peterson. I really like this guy. I did
0: too, man. I like um, that, that you shared that, by the way. I need to...
2: Yeah, I'll say it here because I think it's good. He says, uh, When you have something to say, silence is a lie. We tend to ignore the, the power of words because we use them all the time for both meaningful and meaningless things. For example, if you keep silent when something bad happens in front of your eyes, then wrongness becomes part of yourself. Being alive involves being brave, so do speak your mind, but also mind your words because mm. they are more powerful than we are taught to believe. Dude, and that I'm, is
0: really good. You should post that in the members that's having a lot of issues right now.
2: Oh, actually, yeah, I should. It's almost I,
0: exactly the situation. It's really yeah. good.
2: Actually, yeah, anyway. I, I posted it in like our, our staff, staff thread. Yeah. yeah, which and is cool. Like, I think that is such a big deal. I actually had a moment last night where I was at I was at work. I went in the bathroom and everything's going <sighs> on. And there's there's stuff that I've done wrong recently, and there's stuff that other people have done wrong. Everything. I finally sat down and last night, I, I read all all this stuff. And then, of course, I also have been not the greatest intern that I could be, but. I had that happen, and I ended up reading that, and then I had this moment where I went in the bathroom, and I was just like, "Dude, I don't know how much more I have left. I don't know what's what's left in the bottom of this well, Lord, and I don't know Mm. how long I can keep doing this because this is exhausting. I don't I don't know what to do." And like, strangely, like I know like the thing of just like just walk, just Mm -hmm. trust. But like at the end of the day, like that is that is. Right there, what Jordan Peterson just said is what we should do in Christianity. It's what he means, what Jesus says by go to your brother. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, man. And at the end of the day, we don't talk to each other because we're all so afraid of what we're going to say or how we're going to offend somebody or how we're going to hurt somebody. Actually, I had a few weeks ago, I sent a a chat to the Remnant House guys, and I said, I don't know when I started caring about everybody's opinion because there was a short time in my life where I just didn't care. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wanted people to still like me, but at the end of the day— I just made people angry, and I had to accept that because that time in my life, literally, there was very few people that liked me well and it was when I was in high school, but, and it felt like everybody hated me, but that may have not been true. But I, I didn't make people happy, and I also didn't fully care what XYZ said about me or cared about me because at the end of the day, like...
0: Part of the speak. issue is you love these people, though. Exactly. So it does bother yeah, you that's more. The difference. It does bother me more. Mm-hmm. And, and like, and you know, that's church, too. Like, That's a good... I mean, just to encourage you, it may not be so much that you become softer and anything, it's just you, you care more about those people. Now, Yeah. that leaves you in a bit of a conundrum. right? <laughs> because you also can't I get like to the that point word that word even those people, it's dictating the way you live your life, right? Or like exactly. the way you function.
2: Dude, I've had... Actually, I, I'll, I'll be real about this. I struggle with the fact that when we speak to people in this church, they get so angry, including myself. And I struggle with this in myself as well. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. By including the way, myself. because I know people already think that. And guess what? I, I have a temper on me. Yeah, I'm not the... I'm not... I ain't no saint. But... <laughs> Actually, you are. Yeah, exactly. Saved. Anyway. Jesus. So, <laughs> anyway. But people get so angry, like and they that. take it to this weird level instead of trusting that we love them. And like...
0: I got I to gotta pause this for a second. You're in the... You understand that is now twice. Yeah. You have made a ridiculously loud sound. I'm sorry, guys. I'm it's, telling yeah, you, bro, I, if I didn't know you, you are a villain from a movie. You yeah. are a super villain. are yeah. an evil genius villain, you know. Dr. Doom just subtly Dr. doing Doom. little like things, right? He's like, I'm not gonna blatantly be evil, but I'm gonna sabotage in little ways that <laughs> so no one so will really know. Sorry. <laughs> That'd be the best comic villain. He doesn't take over the world. He just, he just <laughs> the stabs just stabs people in little ways. Subtly Intentionally. The Intentionally. World. Anyway, I'm just. <laughs> move on. It's a joke. But <laughs> that wasn't. Inc- but hey, I always go like. Sorry, oh, Clint. weird sounds. So. Um, i clicking my phone uh, what, and have an angry face. So what we did I all last say? What did I last say? Sorry, man. Sorry. Oh, just, I got distracted by the sound of a nuclear bomb over here.
2: <laughs> we. What was it? What was the last thing I said? Does anybody know?
0: I was listening, man. But then uh, my life got turned upside down.
2: <coughs> <laughs> um, oh, we don't trust that people actually love us. There. There we yeah. go. There we go. I have, a, I have some of the thought left. Um, we don't trust that people actually love them. And I, have a, I struggle with people who get so angry. And then there's this thing that we call psycho eyes. And I don't like it. And it's not just, it's not just the two people who th- I've talked to About this and actually shared my hurt about it it's not you it's you two aren't the ones that i I actually think about this i think more there are more people everyone has it in a way it has these weird eyes that are dead but like psychotic because you're trying to be happy (laughs) and like like i i I love you but i want to kill you like that look weird look in your eye like you hate them and i struggle with that because i don't understand how you could be so close to me or so close to somebody I love, and yet you immediately look at them with those eyes and so much hate. I don't understand that because you don't you don't actually
0: – So, what, well, you said if you do it, what makes you do it? That will help you understand it.
2: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, for me, I think in those moments it's brief flashes of fire of anger and then – Yeah, but why? Um, it, little I mean, I know –
0: exactly. That's what I think, man. So I think it comes back to – yeah, I'm not defending it because oh. it is ridiculous, you know. Oh yeah, and I and, think that the thing is, a lot of times those people won't admit it either.
2: Oh yeah. So know. then you
0: just move on. Hey, did I make you mad? No.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm like, clearly you're mad. You got you know I've been impatient with that lady. Oh, I'm yeah. not. It's sometimes I literally until, oh, good, goodness gracious.
2: And. And you don't feel like you can say anything after a while because they're just not going to go and deal with it anyways. So it's like you're stuck in this weird limbo and you're like, okay, well, this is ridiculous at this point. So I have two options. Either I make everybody angry around me. Okay. And then they all dislike me for about two months and I become this villain no matter what happens because you, you have to eventually, you specifically normally have to do this. But you have to speak truth or you just let it go and everything gets destroyed. Because people don't want to do what the Bible actually says. And I think it, all, it is all just insecurities at the end of the day. And it's sad. It's really sad. Because none of us are... Like, we used to actually talk to one another. And I don't know what the heck happened.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, you're, you're not going to... That, that happens. That's a good point. Is that when you grow, you know, those... Again, I always think back to the studies they've done where you can only have so many close friends. Like you said this for capacity. Long time. Yeah. Look it up. I don't remember what it is. Mm-hmm. But as you get bigger, it's tough. And now, does that mean that you can't be loving to people that you do you're not as close with? No, I think you can. Clearly the Bible tells us that. So, yeah. yeah, man, the only thing we can do, and I keep coming back to this and, and I'm not making light of it, is we have to control ourselves and try to It's good. You know, everybody talks about everybody wants to we use the term around here set culture. Um but it's uh, when it comes to actually doing it, I think it gets a lot harder because setting culture, a lot of times we think that means calling out everyone else's attempts to change the culture when really it's more about, are you willing to stand your ground and willing to be an example of it? That's good, man. And whatever that past And you know, that's, if you're listening, that, that applies to business, it applies to anything. If you want really a business. Good. So I worked for a company financial institution and I left that company primarily because of the culture and it's, Successful, I just couldn't be there. And I remember going to HR on the way out, they do an exit interview. And I told them, Hey, I was told that I need to keep an, uh, you know, it was like a culture, and they kept pushing. I was like, Well, I don't even want to say this, but I was told when I first took this job, Hey, have a a file in which you keep all your emails to protect yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And when I told this lady, she goes, I don't believe that. This is not the culture. I'm like, I'm telling you right now, that's what I was told, and I found that to be true. Because sometimes, People don't even want to look at it, you know, and again, I don't think our church is like this horrible culture, but no. I think, I think it's a microcosm of life, right? If you're not Absolutely. intentional, and I will say this guys, we haven't talked about this. And we don't really have time today. Maybe we need to look this up, but I've definitely seen the articles, higher rates of depression, highest rates of anxiety since like world war II, since this pandemic, I often wonder how much it has mentally affected people that they don't even realize. That's true, man. I'm serious. That's you think about two years ago, even, right? Was it two years ago now? Over twenty twenty years ago, Getting you think three, you think about it? two years ago, before two years ago, would we? What did we have the same exact issues? Let me ask you this: this is where it gets mm-hmm. deep. Did you have? Were you different two years ago? Probably was. I'd imagine. I mean, I,
2: can't, I definitely. I'm
0: was. just saying something to think about. Like, yeah, are you more anxious now? Have you found there's traits in yourself that you're like? When I think back, I was like, "Yeah, I, that is different in me. I didn't used to be this way, mm. you know, that kind of thing." So I don't know yeah. that kind of stuff, man. Long term, bombarded with negativity and fear tactics and all that kind of stuff, that's got to affect you. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I watched the. I saw a picture the other day of a of a girl. It's an old picture. You could probably Google it. Who was in a home for? what Was it? It was in 1948. I remember the year. And it's a little girl, probably 10 years old, and. They asked her to draw a picture of home. Well, she is a Jewish girl that had spent two years in a um, concentration camp. And her drawing was a big, crazy, jagged, just circle. And she looked at, she's looking at the camera, and her eyes just look dead. And it's like, that was home. That Somehow, like, think about that. From just Man. being in that, that that kind of stressful environment for two years. Chaos. You know? And, of course, that's far worse than what we're describing for ourselves right now. But... I think those types of things probably have more of an effect than we think, you think in worldwide, you know, than we tend to, I don't know, uh, accept maybe. Yeah. Anyway, moving on, moving on. Great stuff, guys. Appreciate your talks. Yeah, it's really good. You ready for some questions? We got some good ones. Well, let's do it. I'll start with number one. You ready? (laughs) Fun turn. Mm -hmm. You ready, AJ? I'm ready. Now, this one, I can't decide if this is someone within our body who's having a good time. And I did I think for a minute someone from a church league basketball? <laughs> Watch this, and got bitter from years ago, mainly from the hashtags that are almost like <laughs> mocking us. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's almost like someone. Anyway, here it is, AJ. Remnant basketball is comparable to early 90s Detroit bad boys defense. Hashtag MJ is the goat. Hashtag <laughs> crybaby lame James. Hashtag can't stop Shack. Hashtag Mamba Mentality. Hashtag No Blood, No Foul. <laughs> um, like you feel a little like you. Kind of wonder is it? One, it's either because I even thought in my mind it's one of two people mm-hmm. that we know well that listens to the show, or it's someone outside who just happened to catch the. <laughs> you know, I was like, you guys are a bunch of thugs. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we definitely got that.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. It's a good question, man. I don't. I don't know who. I think I have the the people you're talking about who could be sure. like having poking fun who go here, I think I would know who they are. But I don't know, it's it's hard telling tell where this came from, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. I almost find it as a slight compliment to think we're the we're the nineties bad boys. <laughs> <laughs> the pistons. Yeah. I love it. Uh the reason why I don't know. All these hashtags, like you said, you know MJ's the goat, crybaby, lame James. So you know, last week we someone asked a question about you know LeBron James. Yeah. So, I don't know. I would imagine this could be the same person who asked that question, maybe. But, um. (laughs) Thank you, (laughs) (laughs) thank you, because hey, I'll take I'll take uh, you know '90s Detroit bad boy Pistons any day. I was the Pistons in like fifth grade in
0: basketball. Random fact. So Dude, I just realized that each of the hashtags, there's five positions in basketball. And the ha- there's five hashtags.
1: Huh. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. Huh. For a sec for a second, I almost even thought they were gonna like do like different positions from each from each tag, but they do, were not.
2: Do you think they're referring
1: to specific people? That's what I wondered.
2: Who's very lame, James? It's
1: probably like me. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> can't stop Shaq. I I
0: don't know. Mom so we mentality. don't really have a can't stop Shaq. No, no really. We,
1: we really no. Nah. Yeah, no one. Because
0: oddly, even though I'm very big, I did not play center for, for when we played other teams. Yeah, no, uh, I don't know. Yeah,
1: I think it's someone poking fun on the inside. <laughs> hey,
0: If so, you got us
1: because I. It is fun. Um. All right, you're up. Cool. Next question. Gonna go a little, little more on the serious
0: side. <laughs> yeah, it's a big shift. Uh, can someone remarry after divorce? So we get this question a lot, and it's a good question. And I appreciate you asking. <clears throat> so the Bible gives <clears throat> a couple things to start out with, and I need to say it is God hates divorce. It's mentioned in Malachi. We know that God hates divorce. We know that marriage is meant to be um, till death do us part. That is just that's what it is because it's such a it's a picture of Christ in the church. There's a lot of deep things we're gonna. I'll touch base on here in a second. Uh, in a little bit, but um, in general, <clears throat> there is typically, so in general, the ideal is not to be divorced and remarried at all, to not divorce, right? which leads to that. Now, it does not say, and I read this once a long time ago, and it's interesting, is that it says God hates divorce, it does not say God hates remarriage, well, that, that doesn't necessarily mean anything, um, because you'd have to be divorced to be remarried, but it's kind of just a, a, an interesting thought. Yeah. So the Bible talks about there's sort of an exception clause it's in Matthew where Jesus said if anyone divorces his wife and remarries or divorces their spouse and remarries except in the case of adultery or sexual morality, depending on how they translate it he is an adult. he is committing adultery that's pretty pretty powerful so the oh, yeah. the clause would be the only way that it wouldn't be adultery in which someone could remarry in which you you are allowed to remarry the you know it, you know you know it would be um, if your spouse was unfaithful to the marital vow sexually okay um, the the other one that people can add would be sometimes from 1 Corinthians there's implication if if your spouse abandons you yeah. that you would be able to be remarried those are kind of the only two acceptable ones mm-hmm. and here's where you know we can get real shocking <clears throat> doesn't even abuse, all that kind of stuff. Now, separations differently, different, and even in divorce, because divorce and remarriage are two different things. You hmm. got to remember that. Yeah, we always put them simultaneously. So, um, it certainly implies that even in the case of the first exception, if it were, and it seems to be that one could remarry, assuming, um, you know, you were sinned against in the covenant, meaning your spouse committed sexual morality broke the marital vows, you could, but the offending spouse would not hmm. be able to. Okay. It's in, it is interesting. Well, I mean, they wouldn't, right? So it's Matthew 18. So other than that, I mean, not Matthew 18, I'm sorry, it's in Matthew. So overall, um, we need to to just understand that <clears throat> is remarriage, do I believe remarriage is acceptable? Yes, given that in that case. <clears throat> um. I used to be pretty pretty firm on I thought that was the only clause. Mm-hmm. I've bent a little bit in the case of, of desertion because I, I, I just have bent in that case. I'm a lot I, – I, th- I think that there are, because the argument's there in 1 Corinthians that it could could be the case. But certainly I think the, the ideal is reconciliation. That's good. You know, and that's hard to accept. That's the that's the first goal. That's the that's the best option. And just because God allows it doesn't mean that it's the ideal. Yeah. So, but here's the beauty, and I want to say this to anyone out there: <clears throat> God is a God of forgiveness and restoration. If you've been divorced, and you know He forgives you if you put your faith in Him. You know, Amen, dude. And and you don't have to live in shame of that. You're not a second rate citizen. Um, if you have remarried, and it wasn't the case of sexual morality, and you just remarried in general. You you honor that second marriage as though it was the only one, and you 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 know c- confess it to God, and move on, and be confident that it's it's gone, and that your new marriage can honor God too. Yes. But the question is, can someone remarry after divorce? Simple answer, yes. In the case of marital unfaithfulness, mm. um, or possibly desertion. Yes. So I like but the at idea. the end of the day, what it boils down to is it's between you and God, and because there's not a clear cut answer. Um, But uh, as far as remarriage.
1: Yeah.
0: Because, again, we got to remember, divorce and remarriage are not the same, even though we tend to put them together. Mm. Sometimes people call, you know, God calls someone to stay single after divorce because there's a testimony in that. Absolutely. Does that answer the question? Yeah,
1: man, absolutely. I like that you use the word desertion because I feel like abandonment, people can treat it very subjectively.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So I like that you used cuz desertion just it's it's a lot more impactful. Like it's a lot more cutting of a word. So I like that a lot. I think that makes I think it makes the the idea of of abandonment like the the justification of that it makes it a lot more real than just using the word abandonment because people have Really skewed that idea, I think, and they can easily justify reasons that are not actual abandonment, so i think I think uh desertion's a very good word for it, mr English major
0: I just like words <laughs> thank you all right moving on you ready yes a j does everyone have a spiritual gift?
1: Yes, everybody does have a spiritual gift every christian um yes um I would say... So I want
0: to make that distinction, though. Every Christian does, is what you're saying.
1: Yes. Now, I know it's it's interesting because I think it's funny. We talked about this, like, I don't know, maybe three or four days ago randomly, um, about the idea of, like, gifts and how um, sometimes it can be hard to understand. Like, you know, like, God has made everyone, no matter what, whether they are, you know, they believe in him or not. He's made them all, and I believe he's put
0: gifts in them. Okay, but we got to be careful here because you can't call gifts, spiritual gifts as defined by the Bible. Yes. Talents and stuff are are there, but they're not the same thing as spiritual gifts. That's a good way to put Biblical. it, talents.
1: Yes. Yeah. Like he's he's like he's like put that stuff there, but then once you once you take on the name of Christ and you put your faith in Christ, the spiritual gifts come. And that's when like you really see like
0: Well, it can only come because of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. So if you don't have that, then Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so your answer is yeah. Yeah, oh, we're equipped like that, and there's scriptural evidence of that. And um, <clears throat> 1 Corinthians 12.7, um, I believe it's 12. Yeah, 12.7 12, says, and to each has been given. Actually, I'm going to have it marked just in case. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, actually, Romans 12 I, uh, also talks about it. Um, Romans 12.6 says, according to the grace given us, we have different gifts. If prophecy is used according to the standard faith in service, in service of teaching and teaching, etc. And then Um First Corinthians I believe twelve seven. I'm opening, buy me time.
1: Yes, yeah, so while he's looking for that I th- you used a really good analogy one time that made me think like the like the idea between the talents and this and like, like the spiritual yeah. gift after you put your faith in Christ, mm-hmm. which is like imagine if you like took like a gun right, mm-hmm. and and then like someone was good with this gun, but then you know once you get the Holy Spirit, then like you get to put the scope on the gun and it makes you
0: even better. Um, okay, but again, I, I think we're mixing. I don't. I think what you're implying, man, is, and we need to talk about this. Maybe you think that, like, okay, someone has music a gift, like you think they're musical, and then when they're Holy Spirit, it becomes better. I mm-hmm. think I don't. That's spiritual gifts are very specific things. Okay. They are not just your gifts. Now your gifts may play into that, but for instance, so just, key, just to okay. finish, so First Corinthians twelve seven says a manifestation of the Spirit is given to each person, to produce what's beneficial. So mm-hmm. a spiritual gift is always to bless the body, other people, not yourself. Mm-hmm. So, the ones that are mentioned, of course, are spirit, a message of wisdom, knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, um, you know, all this. And then it talks about hospitality and all these other kinds of things. So, I know what you're saying, but I want to make sure people out there aren't confusing spiritual gifts with like any talent you have.
1: That makes sense. So, when
0: you become a Christian, the Holy Spirit's in you, it manifests and. Uh, a spiritual gift to bless the body with because we're all okay. we a body. So we have a different gift.
1: I, I see. you. I see what you're saying. So I, and but I, I agree I, with
0: you. I think that sometimes what's natural there can get, it, it, it comes to full blooming in a way. Wendy, right. You can see like maybe what it could be. Inklings. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yes, everyone has a spiritual gift. I just read that. Ironically, both Romans chapter 12 and first Corinthians chapter 12 talk about this, <laughs> that each gets a specific gift. So, um, Twelve eight, Romans twelve eight, and First Corinthians twelve seven, and clearly tells us that we all have a spiritual gift.
1: You say that's twelve Christian. seven and twelve eight? Yeah. Whoa, it's
0: oddly close to each other in no. different books. That's we so crazy. Check one more time now. That, that's crazy. No, twelve six, but still weird. Oh yeah, so 12, they're 6, still very close. According to the grace given us, we have different gifts. That's wow. True. That's Romans twelve six. Huh. That's and so cool. First Corinthians twelve seven is according to the spirit. You know, we each been given a gift. Yeah. <laughs> that's insane. Anyway. Great question, we rambled a lot. Yes, every Christian has a spiritual gift. Boom.
1: Um, next question. Are you married to someone if you have sex with them?
0: Uh, no, not in the sense of a covenant, no. However, the reason it's so serious is the Bible tells us that, that one, our temple, we have a temple, so we shouldn't, what are you bringing in the temple? And sex is only... Um, to be used in the context that God created it, within marriage between a man and a woman. When you have sex outside of the marriage bonds, you are creating a spiritual connection. Mm. Okay? But without the security of being in a committed relationship. And I mean by committed, like a truly, you know, two people pursuing God together in marriage. Science backs this up. So you guys know this. When someone has sex, did you guys know that... Hypothalamus, I believe that's how I pronounce it. Forgive me if that's the, the part of your brain releases chemicals that produce affection and trust. That's insane. Deep trust. So if you have those kind of connections outside of the security that comes in marriage, this is just it's, not, it's it creates insecurity. It creates an obsession almost, right? So um, no, you're not married, but you've created a bond that that does does and can affect you. And it's a it's a dangerous one outside of the context. Some people are like, "Oh, that's a beautiful thing." It's not because it's almost like um, having a car with no steering wheel. So you're driving down the road. Something's happening, but there's no control. There's no purpose. There's it's destructive. It can be destructive, and it creates it creates a bond. I don't know. It creates an unhealthy bond. Yeah, man. So So it's really good. That hopefully answers the question. Oh, absolutely. Um, but no, uh, marriage is is a covenant and a promise before God and man, and it's deep. So, but that's why premarital sex is so serious too, because there's just that spiritual aspect. The two become one flesh, it says, right in in marriage.
1: That was one of the first, like, really like profound. It's a good word for it. That yeah, like word, yeah, like it was one of the first, like, really profound things that I learned when I was first trying to become a Christian was, like, the idea, because, like, you, you preached that sermon years ago, and you used the, you know, you took two straws, and you and you you kind of heat them up, and then, you know, they, they formed together, and then you, you tore them apart, and, and it left parts of each straw on the other one, and that's, like, and you use that to, like, with the, for the example of like like when you have sex with somebody, like yes. you're like leaving a part of yourself with them. Yes. And I was like, Man, that was really that that really struck me.
0: So it's really good, man. Yeah, and you know that. If you've been a person that, you know, did that, I mean a mistake not to shame yourself, don't be shamed, but like you know the effects that it has on you. Oh yeah. To this day, right? Um I did that and you know, it affected my life. Still does probably.
1: Oh yeah. So
0: me too, man. And there's consequences to that stuff. <clears throat> so, you know, don't do that. <laughs> don't do it. Um, but everyone has You know, a lot of people have a past and made mistakes before they knew Christ and sometimes even after. And yeah, there's grace in that. And you can pray that God dissolves those bonds. You know, I believe that can happen, too. One mm. time. So, AJ. Yes. Here's a question for you, my friend. Why are there so many denominations? And why do they have such a hard time getting along? So,
1: I would say the reason why there's so many denominations is just because just disagreements on both small and big issues of Christianity. So I believe somewhere along the line, there is people who were together as a group, and then someone disagreed on something, so they left and started their own charter, for lack of a better term, of Christianity. That's why you have Baptists and all these other denominations that I can't think of right now. But, um, you know... And it's just also you know the reason why, so I guess that's the first part of the question. I think it was mm. just it's just disagreements in, in over the history of Christianity where people you know they they separated um after that, why they have such a hard time getting along um I think it's just a friction between who's better, who's right um, there's a sense of like because we we have a different denomination, we're not on the same team almost mm. um. I think that if we're not careful, the church or the capital C can become this weird competition. You know, who has more numbers or who, you know, who has... It's getting more glory. No, absolutely. So I think that's why we don't get along is because then there's also envy. You know, why can't we be like Jealousy, them? Yeah. Um, why, you know, then there's also bitterness. You know, well, you know, they did this to me, you yeah. know, fault finding, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. so I think that we've definitely, It's to me, it's a bit of a mess. It's kind of, Pretty it's kind of odd. Pretty much humanness. People yeah.
0: just focus on themselves
1: instead of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then that's where we're at now. You know, I've I've always kind of made a joke, but I'm actually, I I am legitimately curious that when, we, when we're when we all in heaven, if Jesus is going to be, like, laughing at the fact that we made all these different denominations. I feel like he's going to. Or crying. Or crying.
0: That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> it's fair. Oh, man. You know, I had this weird thought the other day. Christians, I don't know. So Protestant churches, which be our church technically, you know, and anything's not Catholics considered Protestant. Um, you know, they kind of often times can seem sort of judgmental of Catholicism.
2: And one mm-hmm. of
0: the things that I can say um, is, uh, and, and certainly I have my, I have concerns. You know, do I, I will say this in case there's any. Of course, Catholics there are Catholics that are Christians, of course, and there's some that aren't true christians just like there's some in the methodist church that aren't some in our church possibly you know etc you know on and on but my point is at least they're unified and that's one of the things man that you look at i don't know it is odd and sometimes it's just community to community so i think the community that we're in can sometimes and i've heard this from people outside this community we we met with a guy who is from a ministry an organization outside his community and he came in and said hey this this community is strange because they the churches do not want to work together. And, and they've had success in other communities. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It is interesting what we choose to fight and argue about. Agreed. It's, I don't know. Anyway, great question, though. Absolutely. Um, and I do think it grieves God because we're supposed to have unity. All righty. I think you're up, buddy. Yes. Yeah, There's number three there. <laughs> I was going <gonna laughs> to skip number three. I think it's because... Oh, no. no! no. I uh, thought the same thing. I thought we were, you were ahead one, too. Weird. Or, um,
1: what are examples of good boundaries for family members that hurt you over and over?
0: Yeah, this is a tough one. So, um, Without knowing the specifics of your situation, I will say this. Boundaries are essentially just places, kind of things that you say that I'm not going to accept in my life. It doesn't mean that you're mm-hmm. cutting them out of your life. It doesn't uh, mean you don't love them. It's just saying... I'm gonna have relationship. We can have relationship, but it's within the context of these walls or boundaries. That's right, drawing the line, maybe. Yeah. So, and it can they don't have to be as like sometimes people are like you either do this or that. It doesn't have to even be that blatant. It could be something as simple as hey, when this happens, I'm not me and my family aren't going to be a part of it. Yep. It's not about shaming. It, um, hey, if you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have this conversation if you're going to keep going here i'm going to end this conversation now i love you and i'm willing to talk another time or about something else but i'm not having this conversation it's good um and then it can go really extreme depending on the situation to where like hey me and my family are not going to be a part of what you guys are doing until there's some sort of recognition of of the wrongness here you know what i mean oh yeah because the goal is of course to have peace and restoration but sometimes as much as you try you can't get the other side to see that yeah man it and is. a lot of times, those, those situations, you'll get manipulated through guilt or shame as though you're the one, because you're putting a boundaries. all of a sudden, you're the one that's pushing them away. You're the one that's, that's being divisive, and it's like, yep. no, I'm just saying that I'm not, you know, it would be like, you know, good Lord, I would be like me slapping you every day. You might love me, but you're like, hey, man, I'm not going to come into that room um, because you slap, slap me whenever me. we're in that room. <laughs> yeah. If we're going to meet, we're going to meet here, or we're going to hang out here. because
1: yeah, you don't slap me here. Yeah. Make, yeah exactly.
0: Exactly. Hope exactly. that helps. Jinx, show me a Coke. Why would you say that to a guy with OCD?
1: Because you're going to go get me a Coke now? I don't know.
0: I'm not supposed to be allowed to talk. Wait, what? Pretty sure you can't talk till you get the person a Coke. That's the actual, how the game oh, actually works. I've becomes. never heard that in my life. Yeah. Huh. So I will now be silent for the rest of the show. <laughs> no! No.
2: <laughs>
0: Fun turn. Need you to go buy a Coke immediately. <laughs> He can. Has to be me. Classic.
1: Oh, that's hilarious. Um,
0: Did not know that part of the game. What is ministry?
1: So ministry, you know, looking for you know, a, you know, just a basic definition to me. It's it's spreading of the gospel. So you know whether that's the you know examples that I put here is like your life. Your life is a ministry, and how how you you know convey the gospel to people, how you live the gospel. Uh, You know, you can even look at it in the sense of, like, a nonprofit organization, a church, or, like, a mission. Um, You know, those are all examples of ministry. It's a purpose. There's a purpose, a mission that you are going, that you are working towards. Um, And usually, you know, especially in Christianity, that is, the the center of that is the gospel. So,
0: Yeah, it's just comes from a word actually the word means to serve and actually are you ready for some crazy the specific word is like to serve like a slave wow that so ministry cool. a lot of times you said it um it's become like a job in in church like typically you know pastors they're in ministry or when you say in ministry you mean like that's your full-time job but every yeah. christian's called to be in ministry to serve and like i love what you said aj a huge part of that is we need to tell like spiritually serve people by telling them the gospel mm-hmm. but also we are to just love people and be there emotionally and spiritually i mean um physically and take care of needs and just tangibly i guess physically love people too and that's serve good people so looking for ways because that's what jesus did that's right? part of
1: ministry yeah, absolutely. that's
0: what he did yes so, great question where are we at? Where are we at here? Fun turn, time wise. One moment. Okay, he's gonna buy some time. <laughs> oh, good. Well, then I got one for you here, AJ, to make them even. To make them even? How do you keep going and not get. Wait, that's yours. <laughs> <laughs> I've done the same thing. So embarrassing. Wait,
1: are, am You're, I. Oh, yeah, I, I am up. That's right yeah. now. You I can answer, answer. answer Yeah. There we go. Okay. We're both talking about it. It's just who reads them. Uh huh. How do you keep going and not give up on your
0: faith when things get hard? For me personally, Jesus. I think about Jesus and what he did. And that's, that's, that sounds corny, but I promise you that's the truth. For me, I'm always like, when I get really discouraged and I get I want to give up, I go, well, I think he didn't give up. And when I'm hated, I go, man, he, he was hated and still loved. Um, <clears throat> and then I think I, I usually I have a verse that I cling to several everybody should i call them anchor verses, things that you that hold you to the truth Um, but for instance one is i just talked about this in romans is uh, for god works out all things for the good of those who believe according to his purposes you know this promise he's going to work it out Um, and then i also sometimes what i do is try to remember what he has already done in my life and that Mm. faith and remembering that faith is walking when it's hard otherwise it wouldn't require faith so that's, that's what I do personally. I don't know if you have a different answer.
1: No, man, it, mine's very similar, and it's always convicting to me when you mention that, how, like, faith, like faith is, like, like we, we claim faith when things are hard, because I think a lot of the time I can buy into the lie, and I think a lot of other people can buy into the lie, that when we're, like, you know, we have our faith, it's just when everything's going right, because then we're like, hey, praise God. But, you know, a lot of that faith comes when things are not going right. And, you know, that's really good, man. I like that. And I would say one thing that, You know, I try to keep in mind when I'm going through, you know, if if things are getting hard is like, you know, what I try to I'm I'm not good at it. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) But I try to think of the good. You know, I Mm, try to think of what is good in my life. What you know, what are the things I can be thankful for? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, that that gets you out of that negative mindset of only focusing on all the bad Mm -hmm. when if you are really honest, like the the good is almost always outweighing the bad.
0: Mm It's really good, man. Yeah, Yeah, I like that. All right, next question. How did you come to know Jesus? What was the thing that finally got you to accept Jesus? This church. <laughs> um, it's very passionate.
1: Um, you know, I, I lived to try to keep it as short as possible. You know, I um, you know didn't really grow up in church at all. You know, before I came to the remnant in like late 2016, you know, I didn't really... I probably went to church almost, like, less than 10 times in my life. It was probably like 10 to 12 times that was it. And it was on, like, the big, like, Easter or whatnot. And, like, ran, it would be so random. Uh, there would be s- several years in between or, you know, so. Um, So I came to know Jesus when I started coming here late 2016, uh, you know, and I was here for probably, I don't know, a year and a half, I don't know, before I actually, you know, fully got it and, by you know, I guess when I say fully got it like I was like okay like I know something has to change here like my life has to change um because like you know everything had changed in my heart <laughs> so you know I accepted Christ you know probably like yeah a year and a half in um to coming here and I just haven't stopped coming man and this is my home this is life for me um so you know what what I guess what gave me that aha moment it was a sermon that Todd preached um and you know, the all the previous ones he had preached, I had, there was just little, like, it was just a, it was a subtle culmination. That one moment was a subtle culmination of all these different things that were adding up and making, they they were starting to make more and more sense as time went on and they were starting to really affect me. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't keep doing the things I was doing. I couldn't keep living the way or the, even just the way I was thinking. I just couldn't. I couldn't deny that there was something else there that that was like poking at me and it was God. But, you know, the the moment that it finally all, like, the culmination was when he was preaching a sermon. And, you know, he talked about eternity. And he was like, you know, life is, you know, you know life is, you know, this big compared to eternity. And I don't know why, but it just it just really, like, clicked and hit me. And I was like,
0: whew. That was an illustration for Francis Chan, originally. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And, you know, it made me emotional. And I was like, man, like, life is that small compared to what we, like, <laughs> it, it was like the the way I looked at it, I remember it was like, you know, I have that little of time to make this choice for such a, like for eternity. Mm. And I was like, I don't want to risk that. <laughs> mm. I mean, like, like, you know, I was like, I can't like, it would be dumb for me to think that I can just live this life how I want to now, because I'm seeing the truth and like, I can't deny it anymore. because like I, the way I was living was not right. So to try to keep it short, that's, That was the that was the big aha moment for me, Um, yeah.
0: So it's awesome, man. It's awesome. Um, Yeah, I've told mine before, so I'm not gonna tell it again. Mm. People've heard it. It's good, yeah, man. That's a cool story for you, though, man. Like especially when you get to talk to you about how God had been dropping clues through your whole life. Oh man, that moment so evident,
2: pretty powerful. I don't think about it enough.
0: Yeah, I feel (laughs) you. Huh.
2: Do you have moments like that in your like life where it was like God was dropping small moments and hints to you? Yeah,
0: I think so. Uh, I had an uncle that, weirdly, I don't know if he's actually even a was a real believer, but he, if he wasn't, he was one of the ones where it dropped on soil and then didn't really accept. So he was kind of at least excited about the concept and had me watch this Jesus film movie um, when I was in like 7th or 8th grade. And I remember being pretty intrigued by Jesus then. I've always had... You know, positive view of him. But mm. anyway. You know what, guys? I think we're gonna call it. We got a lot of stuff to do, but we've given people a lot of long shows. You might as well give them a short one. That's fair, man. So you got anything else you wanna say? Sorry to be so abrupt, guys. I just realized we've been going a while and we've yeah. been making you listen to long ones.
1: No, I I think I think it's there's nothing wrong with it, man. Um I just love you guys, thank you guys so much for watching. you know listening every week. you know you guys matter you know you guys you guys make an impact on this ministry, this podcast, this video you do when you share it, like it, you know do all those things like it does reach people you know and I, I guess we haven 't shared in a while for those who are watching or listening, but you know this this podcast has reached people in like twenty countries. It's pretty incredible, you know, it that, that, that the, the truth is being spread that far and wide from just a small Indiana town, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, or, you know, it's, it's, I think we've reached over, we're getting closer to 40 states. We're going for the big five Oh, it's pretty nuts. Like, you know, so you guys matter. You guys are a big part of that. Your shares are the reason how that spreads. So keep doing, keep doing it. Keep listening. Keep asking these questions because, you know. Todd has said it so many times in the past, but you you know a lot of the time you're probably speaking for others who mm, who who don't good. want to say it or don't want to ask, so keep it coming. you guys are awesome. I love you so much
0: cool, fun turn anything all right hey uh we'll note we did we got a a link asking us to respond to a short- a documentary show and I say short it was about an hour long. We did watch it, so if you're the person asking, very interesting, we're going to talk about that on, a, on another show here because it's going to need more time probably. But um, just want to give a shout-out to that person who shared it. We did watch the whole thing. Um, powerful. And that just gets you asking questions. So I just want to let them know. Hey, we love you guys. Appreciate you. Please like, share, all that beautiful stuff. Hey, consider donating to the show. It goes directly back into this ministry. Um, you can do that. It's tax-deductible. You can do that anytime at www.theremnant.life/give. Other than that, we hope you have a great day, and God bless you.